0: Welcome to Florida Matters More, the podcast for Florida Matters, WUSF public media show about the issues and events that Floridians care about. I'm Robin Sussingham, host of Florida Matters, can hear Florida Matters Tuesday evenings at 6.30 and Sunday mornings at 7.30 on WUSF 89.7 or streaming on WUSFnews.org. This week on Florida Matters, we'll have highlights from Story Days in Tampa Bay, an annual week-long festival that uses music, dance, theater, and art to tell the stories of people in our community. It's hosted by the nonprofit Your Real Stories. Coming up, I have a conversation with Lillian Dunlap. She's the executive director of Your Real Stories. Support for Florida Matters More comes from the National Foundation for Transplants. Right now, hundreds of Tampa residents need an organ transplant they cannot afford. Join National Foundation for Transplants, an organization providing financial relief to transplant patients for more than 35 years. Visit Transplants.org to learn more. Lillian Dunlap is the executive director of Your Real Stories, which creates the annual storytelling festival, Story Days in Tampa Bay. Lillian, thanks so much for being here. You're welcome. Um, Your mission statement says that the mission is to create space for people to experience the compelling, authentic stories of real people and to find the common threads that tie us together as human beings. Yes. Tell me about that mission.
1: Well, it is uh, certainly dear to us uh, when we started Your Real Stories uh, what we wanted to do was to use the, the force and power of theater and you know, stand on a, a foundation of excellent journalism to, to create some products that would bring people together and then offer that opportunity for people uh, to talk across what they sometimes perceive as insurmountable differences. What we could see was that there was really a high level of incivility in the nation and that people, if they knew other people's real stories, if they really could connect with other human beings as human beings, that uh, the possibility of communicating through and across barriers would really be great. And uh, so far, uh, this model has absolutely worked for us.
0: So it's a way of connecting people. Yes, and I guess you know the idea isn't so much that you need to be convinced of another person's point of view, but maybe that you can see that people with a different point of view are still human beings.
1: Yes, are still people, and that in, in fact, uh, although you might come at whatever it is, if it's an opinion, uh, you might come at it from different from different ways, but. It, it's that human connection that you make that just goes right past whatever other differences uh, there there might be. I have been privileged to uh, travel over most of the world. I, I've I've been on at least four continents, and so I've seen uh, and I've lived abroad. And you know what's true? It's true that uh, people essentially want the same things. And if you listen to one another, you'll find that the and people say this all the time, but it is true that we have a whole lot more in common than uh, than we have different from one another.
0: Well, it's a very optimistic view of life. How did you come up with the idea for for this pro- project?
1: For the particular project of uh, Hurricane Stories, uh, we came up with that one. Last year, we did the first Hurricane Stories when we uh, asked people to just, uh it was right after Hurricane Irma, and everybody was shaken up. And we knew that the hurricane had affected people in various ways and that they needed a place to talk about it. And that if we could share those stories and... uh uh even you know the sad ones, the frightening ones, even the funny ones, that it would it would help us to uh, uh to heal and, and go forward. Uh so this year when we decided to do hurricane stories one year later, we were interested in, in hearing the stories of Hurricane Irma survivors and Hurricane Maria survivors. And so we were fortunate to be able to uh, connect with uh, Catholic charities and to find uh, families that really wanted to talk about their experience.
0: Was there some event in your own life that precipitated you, that you creating the organization Your Real Stories?
1: Oh, oh definitely. <laughs> As I have been doing diversity coaching and training across the the country, as a matter of fact, I've been doing that training in many parts of the world. But one of the things that that I was, that I remained very um, uh, impressed with and convinced of was that journalists and journalism educators and uh, media owners and managers really needed to know about uh, ways to infuse your, uh, diversity in, in all of the things that we do, particularly in news gathering, uh, that the principles of diversity were essential if we were going to have any if we were going to have excellent journalism at all. And I remain convinced of that. Uh, you know, if the journalism, if the reporting uh, doesn't include uh, an attention to uh, not just content but context and complexity and voice, then we're missing the point of, uh, of excellent journalism. So that was one of the things that uh, uh, motivated us to, to start Your Real Stories, that being able to stand firmly on excellent journalism and diversity. And the other thing was that uh, we were certain that we could do some things uh, differently, for example, uh, when I was working as a journalist, as a broadcast journalist, I lamented the fact that often I just didn't have the time to sit with people long enough to hear their authentic voice, to get the real story, uh, you know because I'd have to maybe turn in several stories that day. and so i I would need to just uh, uh, do the story very quickly and move on. And that always frustrated me. And I always knew that when I put the story together, that there was something missing, and the missing part was uh, the, that ability to, uh, uh, you know, uh, sit with people long enough to actually hear their story.
0: Right. You don't have time to make that connection.
1: You don't. And and that you miss that. It, it's just not there. So the context isn't there. Uh, you miss being able to carry the voice of the person that you're talking to because you're not long enough. You're not there long enough to really hear it in any kind of way that would uh, make it accessible. And I always knew that that made the stories better. And on the occasions when I could have a little bit more time, I was even more convinced, you know, at some point I'm going to have I'm going to have this kind of time and I'm going to use it to tell real people's stories to real people.
0: Well, you know, drama has been a tried and true method for reaching people for thousands of years. Why not just you have actors and actresses? Why not just stage a play? Why why real personal stories instead of of theater, of drama?
1: Um. Because I'm really convinced that uh, that authentic voice that you really can hear, that you can that you can grasp from um, your being able to sit with uh, as long as it takes with people. sometimes it takes several interviews to have that happen. Uh, that those stories are always more interesting, uh, more nuance nuanced, uh, more compelling, uh, more accessible to people and so we we thought we thought about uh the compelling well the the environment that theater uh, provides and uh how well it facilitates people understanding other people's stories uh when you when you put people in a darkened room and they have a common experience then there is that opportunity uh, afterwards and we take full advantage of this Uh, When we turn on the lights after the the first, uh, after the dramatic uh, presentation of stories, people look around, they look different themselves, and they see everybody in the room differently after having experienced that, uh, after having had that experience together. And they are much more accessible uh, when it comes to, much more willing rather, when it comes to uh, talking and asking questions after we have uh, sat with people for hours and interviewed them, and then we use their interviews as the basis for a script. Uh, we create the script, and then we hire professional actors who then go on the stage and present the story while the storyteller is, uh, present the script, rather, that we have prepared while the storyteller is sitting in the front row. And that that's all very important to us because it, it puts the storyteller in the front row right in front of the the actor who is portraying them. Sometimes makes the actors a little nervous, but <laughs> that's okay. And then the part that I really like, uh, well, I like all of it, but I like a lot is then we introduce the uh, storyteller to the audience and to the actor. Because we don't even introduce the storyteller to the actor until after the story has been heard. And what, what I like about, uh, uh, I call them gifts because they're, they're at once gifts to the storyteller who has never heard his or her own story because it hasn't been told in the way that we do it. Uh, but also the people in the audience then see the storyteller for the very first time and people don't look like their stories. And that's always a, a revelation. Uh, people see the storyteller and they go, wow. And they might go, wow, well, that person really is, I heard their story. They're a whole lot like me. <laughs> and they don't look like me.
0: What do you hope that your audience is taking away from the stories?
1: Actually, uh, we hope uh, for a number of things uh, for for the audience. One is uh, we're we're hoping that they're moved in a particular way. We hope that they hear parts of their own story in the stories of other people, and connect with people that they think uh, otherwise might be very different from them, that they're able to connect with those people in a way that they hadn't uh, expected. We hope that they can take advantage of what we're trying to create in the uh, in the programs that we do, which is an environment that invites their questions. Whatever their questions are. So, yeah, invite them to, to ask questions that in other, at other times they may have thought were not really appropriate or silly or stupid questions, and people do that. So, we're trying to create spaces where people will feel comfortable enough to ask whatever question they might have. And also, in a, an environment where people are willing to uh, share. Their parts of their own story because they feel that the environment is safe, filled with people who just experienced uh, uh, the same thing that they did.
0: Lillian, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: You're you're very welcome.
0: And thank you for joining us. Listen to Florida Matters on the radio Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 7.30 on WUSF 89.7. You can always find it online at WUSFnews.org. I'm Robin Sessingham. Come back next week for another episode of Florida Matters More. And subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher.